Welcome to What's the Word podcast with myself, Nick Henderson, a resource that helps push you further in your faith by discussing what God's Word has to say about various topics that tend to trip up believers and keep us from advancing into the place God has for us. I'm so grateful you're tuning in today. And before we get into the content, I want to ask if this episode provides you any value that you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. Those two things help a ton. With that aside, let's jump in to today's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to this week's episode in the studio. Per usual is my guy, Trevor Valentino. Trevor, what's going on? How we doing? What it do, baby? All right. It's interesting. (laughs) I don't even know if we're going to keep that. Anyways, we'll probably keep it. Trevor, man. Trevor, we got a big question today, buddy. Yes. Man, a little kind of an intellectual matter for today. We're kind of leaving the practical behind and picking up something a little bit more deep. This week's question is, not even a question, a statement, an idea. Proof that Christianity is legit. Proof that Christianity is legit. A lot of people with doubts, a lot of people with questions, a lot of people who kind of question their faith, question the whole thing, the whole shebang. And so today we want to provide you some clarity, some handles to be able to to grip onto when it comes to your faith. Because we shouldn't just believe things on blind faith. You should have a reason for what you believe. But let's not spoil it. Trevor, your thoughts on proof that Christianity is legit. Have you ever had doubts? Have you ever had, struggled with the idea of Christianity? Anything like that? Yeah. Well, growing up early on, this idea of like facts supporting Christianity didn't really matter that much to me because it seemed like it was kind of like a cloudy area like if that was something I were to dive into I felt like science and all sorts of other stuff would kind of like make me doubt Christianity more so I kind of just stayed away from it completely um, and so I, I relied just on faith and just trusting that like I'm sure there's some facts out there that prove God like any time in church that I would hear about like facts that prove Christianity it was always like yeah like there was this archaeological site on the other side of the world and this is where Jesus walked one day yeah and I was like okay that's cool but I don't know how much that would help someone like come to faith in Christ Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't until like 2020 when the world, you know, kind of shut down, where I got a lot of time to actually like dive into some of this stuff, uh, that I realized there's so much out there that, uh, more than just like an archeological site, but like just fundamental truths about reality that point to a creator, to a God, um, actually through watching a movie, have you seen case for Christ? I have by Lee Strobel. Yeah. Which is a great resource, by the way, if you're listening. It's an OG movie. It's kind of old, or I guess it's a DVD, a documentary of sorts. (laughs) It's an OG little film, but it is solid. But yeah, continue. It was through that movie that I was like, whoa, like I didn't know all this like stuff was out there that pointed to Jesus, that pointed to uh, God. And it was through that I found, you know, other resources, book by Frank Turek. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, like... These things just kind of like I became obsessed with them to to figuring out like wow there it's not just not that faith is bad in and of itself but like I can actually be confident in this thing that I'm de- dedicating my life to yeah you know? I think that's so true faith is great but facts are cool too yeah <laughs> faith is great but facts are cool too and you know we don't just have to be these quote unquote like ignorant Christians these believers who have no reason for their belief but you know obviously there's a uh, you know, a balance there. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but it's okay for us to search. It's okay for us to question because it's through questions that we find 
answers. And we're hoping to provide some answers for you today. You know, Trevor, I was the same way. I was never a Christian growing up, but I was always curious. And so for me, I looked at Christianity from kind of an objective standpoint for so long before I actually bought in and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I can remember watching those documentaries, documentaries, Case for Christ, Case for Creator, reading the books, looking up different elements of, you know, creation and Jesus and all that stuff. But, you know, for this episode, I want to focus on really one aspect when it comes to Christianity. And so what this episode's really not going to be is like a scientific episode on how God exists. Um, we might tackle that in a different episode, but specifically we want to talk about Christianity. So here's the assumption that we're making. The assumption that we're making is that someone believes that it's possible that there's a creator, that there's a God in some way, shape, or form. What we're looking to distinguish today is why Christianity is the true religion, why it's the the one religion, the one that's you know legit of, out of all of the thousands of belief systems out there, why Christianity is the one that we believe in and why, you know, personally and frankly, I think you should believe in too. And so a lot of that stuff stems from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christianity hinges on that. Like that's the big thing because if Jesus didn't resurrect from the grave, then the whole thing's washed. But if he did, if this man, Jesus Christ, ain't God man, if this man died on the cross and truly rose again from the grave and was who he said he was, Christianity is real as the gravity we feel, as the paint on these walls, as the hair on your head, as maybe the lack of hair on my head, it's as real as anything. And so it talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14. It's a, and Paul writes this, And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain, which is crazy, right? And he's basically saying like 30 years after the resurrection, hey, man, if this thing's made up, if it's a myth, it's all for naught. Give it up. Pack it up. Go back home. Go make your money and go drink. Go do whatever you want because the whole faith thing is a sham, right? And so, Trevor, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on like Christianity hinging on the resurrection, uh, that that being kind of the main point of it all? Yeah, it's all about who do you think that Jesus is, like historically, like this person, Jesus of Nazareth, like he existed. He was a person who was actually in history, but people have different perceptions as perceptions of who Jesus actually was. Was he just a great teacher? Was he a rabbi? Was he a prophet? Was he someone who, you know, had some good things to say about God or was he the Messiah? Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of differentiates Christianity from the other monotheistic religions in determining is it true? And that makes it kind of an exclusive thing in and of itself of if Jesus is who he said he was as the son of God, the one who has come to save the sins of all who place their faith in him. And if, you know, if that is true, if that's who he says he was, and we kind of get a little bit more of that evidence from like the eyewitness testimonies, the people who were around him and the accounts of him, um, then it's exclusive that Christianity is true. Because I think some people uh, be like, you know, you just believe what you believe and I'll believe what I believe. But if Jesus is who he said he was and the resurrection actually happened, like that is the truth. Like Jesus said it himself, I am the way, the truth, the life, not one of the truths, mm. you know? And I think that's what kind of separates Christianity. That's why this topic is so important. Like is Christianity legit? Like where's the proof yeah. for that? Like it's in the resurrection if that one thing happened. Absolutely. That's the whole point. Like we talk about different topics every single week we have, and we have so many topics and guests lined up. But if Christianity ain't real, What's then the it's point? all for naught. Yeah. If the resurrection didn't happen, then it's all for nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I think, though, we start at kind of a more 
root and a base of it because some people even say, like, did Jesus even exist? And for one, most historians, conservative historians, atheists, Christian alike, would say that Jesus definitely existed, that there was a person named Jesus Christ who walked on this earth. Um, and that's not just represented in the Bible, which, by the way, the Bible is a good representation. Like, people actually use it as a historical resource. Mm -hmm. And so, but the Bible does admittedly have bias. And so there are some non-biblical, what we call extra-biblical resources when it comes to Jesus existing. Two of the most important ones are this. And I, by the way, I've been misinterpreting this name since Bible college, but bear with me. It's Tacatus is how I pronounce it. Some people pronounce it differently, but Tacatus, uh, he connected Jesus Christ when he was, I mean, sentenced to hang on a cross from Pontius Pilate. And so this guy wrote about this, how this guy named Jesus was doing all this crazy stuff. And as a result of his miracles, was sentenced to be crucified. So this guy wrote about a guy, Tacatus wrote about a guy named Jesus, in the same way that the Bible would paint him. A guy of miracle acts who was eventually crucified. That's number one. And the most, probably the most prominent one that was written was Josephus. So Josephus, you know, was a very famous philosopher. And he talked about how Jesus was a man who did surprising deeds, who did like all, like healing people and giving people sight and raising people from the dead, all that insane stuff. And that's what Josephus wrote about. So you can rest assured if you're listening to this podcast, and it really only takes a quick Google search uh, to determine that Jesus Christ actually lived. Now, the resurrection, that's a little bit more interesting and one that there is a lot more debate around, but there's not much argument around Jesus Christ actually existing. So let's look at the resurrection, though. Number one, Trevor, I want to ask you this very simple question. What year is it right now? 2022. 2022. 2022 what? AD, right? AD. And so after the year of our Lord, after the day of our Lord, right? Which, you know, Jesus Christ was born in zero. And so at least when it comes to, you know, common sense here, we started the whole timeline over for a guy. And so it's good pause for anybody listening. It's not a fa it's not the fact that's going to like topple the whole thing over and make it like the resurrection actually happened and this guy was actually who he said he was. But it does goes goes to show how prominent he was and that he obviously did something that affected enough people to start the whole Western world over when it comes to timeline. Mm -hmm. And so that's an interesting thing. But I want to talk about something a little bit more concrete. Number one is this. Let's think of the disciples for a second. And so the disciples were following Jesus all the way through. And Trevor, how many of the disciples died a death that was peaceful? Not many. Not many. Only <laughs> only one of them, and it was John, who was fortunately just exiled to a remote exactly. island, right? And so when it comes to the disciples, all every single one of the disciples were persecuted and killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. Because a lot of people will say, well, the disciples made it up. The disciples made it up. Because what you can't argue is that Christianity was prevalent. It was. Mm -hmm. We're still Christians today. So obviously there was a big, massive... Revolt, revolution, when it, a movement when it came to Christianity, and the disciples started that. There's no argument there that somebody started that. And so when it comes to the disciples, they were all killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. So it's interesting, Trevor, because someone would die for something that is real. But why would you die for something that you know is fake? Yeah. Like, why would you die for something that you know is made up, right? Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest points to all of this stuff is the disciples were utterly convinced that this guy that they worshipped 
was so real, that he was who he said he was, that even after he ascended to heaven, it talks about in the Bible, that the disciples all through Acts were working diligently to spread the gospel, to build the church of God, and to do what he's called them to do. What are your thoughts on that when it comes to their ambitions and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people question the motive behind uh, the disciples and and how they were carrying out after Jesus had already died and ascended. Like, were they trying to just make something up to kind of like validify what they had already said beforehand? I think if they were trying to make up some story to make Jesus seem like he was the Messiah, even though they didn't actually believe that, they could have done it differently. They could have done it better. Like one example of this is, you know, you see in the Gospels that uh, women were the first people Mm. that were trusted with telling people that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. And back in that time, women weren't seen as a reliable source of of facts and truth. Like if women were the ones who were trusted to go out there, like other people in that time period wouldn't be like, oh, like let's trust that, you know, but that's, you know, if they were trying to fact or kind of make this story up and uh, make it seem more believable to the people they were trying to tell this to, they could have said it was someone else who went to give that message to them. But they didn't because they were just saying what was true. They were just saying what was happened, what happened. Like that's who Jesus chose to actually uh, carry out this message that he had resurrected. If they were trying to make it up, if their motive was trying to do something different, there's other things that they would have put in their gospels to kind of stray away from any criticism yeah. in regard to that. And that's exactly right. And so Jesus, after in another point there, Jesus, after he resurrected, appeared to so many people, mm-hmm. you know, not just the two Marys, but he, he appeared to two disciples on the way to Emmaus, more than 500 people at once. And even to the apostle Paul and some may cite like, well, these people were hallucinating or they were crazy, but hallucinations typically are limited to a single individual. Mm-hmm. Why are over 500 something people making up the fact that they saw the resurrected Christ. When when it wasn't like as soon as you saw Jesus, it was like finding gold, like suddenly your family's so much better off because you worshiped the fallen Savior. No, like you were killed. Yeah. You were killed. So many people were killed in that day under Emperor Nero and so many things. Like Christianity wasn't cool until, you know, a lot of people don't remember this. Christianity wasn't cool until Emperor Constantine came into power and made it cool. But he came in like 200-something years later. Yeah. Up until this point, if you're a Christian, you were killed, yeah, or at least not favored. You know, some people may disagree on exactly the severity of punishment there, but you know, rest assured, being a radical believer in Jesus Christ was not the greatest advantage in the world at that time. And all these people are saying that they saw Jesus risen and were part of His church, and that's the interesting thing when it comes here is just how rapidly it spread in the early days of the church, and so. Another one of the big things, and I mentioned this too, is how he appeared to Paul. So Paul, if you don't remember, was Saul at first, right? And he hated Christians. You know, he was part of the persecution and part of the murders and stuff like that. But he even gave his life over to Jesus Christ after he had fallen, after Jesus Christ had died on the cross. And it's like, what? Did someone just have a compelling argument for him? Like, no, like it was Jesus Christ that appeared to him and told him like, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He saw Jesus. He saw Jesus, and people don't recognize how, like, how crazy it is that this man, Saul, gave his life to God and eventually started planting churches, planting churches and became one of the most incredible missionaries that's ever lived. And like that's literally like Osama bin Laden becoming like this incredible American patriot, like becoming 
president of the United States or something like that. Like, it's just insane. But, you know, Trevor, we have the facts. You know, we have some concrete things like the disciples. Why would they, you know, why would they die for something they know is not true? You know, obviously they felt like something was legit about this. We had the people that Jesus appeared to. We have the fact that none of the disciples ever recanted their story, even though it was would have benefited them to do so. We have all these things. But when it comes to the facts, Trevor, is do you ever feel like we can ever have enough facts to like to fully be certain? Like we can have a good idea, I think, but what are your thoughts on like the people who are listening who are like, I need more. Like I need more facts. I need to be more sure. Like what are your thoughts there? I think you can't like a hundred percent be, you know, totally sure of a lot of things. And that's okay. Uh, I think when it comes to this question, and if you if you take into consideration all these things that you just heard, you have to ask, like, what's more reasonable? You know, what's more probable? Like, I see all of this evidence here. I see all these things that actually happened w- within history that was taken account of. And, like, is it possible that this might be true? And I'm not God. I don't have—I haven't experienced everything. I don't have knowledge of everything. I haven't considered everything within the universe, but— if there was a guy named Jesus who did come to this earth and actually died, and there's proof that this guy actually died, and that after that death, he came back to life. Like, I don't know. I just live by a certain rule. If you rise from the dead, I believe what you say. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's enough for me, you know? And I wasn't there. I didn't see it. But I do have an account through scripture that has, you know, been copied through manuscripts thousands of times more than any other uh, work within history. There's so many eyewitness testimonies Mm -hmm. and just the evidence, like you said, of like Christianity today and how that has prevailed and how there's no contradiction within scripture and how, you know, the universe and how uniquely and intelligently designed it is. And with just with my own heart and seeing what God has done in my own life, uh, that's enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this stuff isn't folklore. It's not fairy tale. It's facts, right? Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, like, what about all the other religions, though? Can all the, can they possibly be wrong? Buddhism, Islam, Judaism, all these things. Are all these people wrong? And Christianity's right? It seems so arrogant. But my question to you is, two plus two equals four. How many numbers are there? Millions, billions, trillions of numbers. Trillions of other options. Two plus two could be. It could be any of these things, but it's not. It's yeah. four. And no matter how many other options present themselves, no matter how many other alternatives there are that we could select as our belief system, it does not make them numerically, just because there's a bunch of numerical choices, it does not make them more advantageous or more true because there's more of them. It just makes more false ones. And Christianity is the four. It's the correct answer. It's math here. There's facts, and it showcases that this is the conclusion. Christianity is the true religion. And it sounds so arrogant and weird, but it's so true, and the facts back that up. But eventually, Trevor, eventually one has to give their life over to God and just believe in the face of unanswered questions, right? Just like we do with other things. It's not it's not crazy to think that we do this. For example, you don't understand the exact aerodynamics and functions of an airplane, but you still ride it. You likely don't get gravity completely, but you're confident you're not going to just float off into the clouds when you walk outside your house every day. You don't completely grasp why water is like so important for your body biologically speaking. But we still sip on it to hydrate our body on a hot day. And with all these things, just know, like, yes, we have the facts. And yes, be confident in Christianity. Be confident that it's a strong belief system. But also know you're never going to have all the answers. And at one point, you're going to have to give your life over to God and say, God, you know it all. I trust you. And you are the Lord of my life.
I hope this episode helped you out and provided you tons of clarity and encouragement. If so, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. It helps more than you know. Until next time.